Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. I say it every show. I love my job. I love what I do. And when it comes to health and wellness, it's not just about the studies, and it's not just about exercise, and it's not just about nutrition. A huge, enormous part of the equation is motivation. And you all know that. How many people say to themselves, I just, I, I don't, I'm not motivated. And you can't find the motivation. And we have excuses. We have our yeah buts. Yeah, but I don't have time. Yeah, but I have this ache or this pain. And that is exactly what today's show is about. So that is one thing that I hope that I know separates Fitness Disrupted from other shows. Is we, we, I don't just talk about one thing. Because you can't get there just exercising or just going on a diet and motivation isn't enough. You got to take all of these things. And this is what I've learned over the decades is it's a little bit of all of this stuff, right? We need the motivation. We need the education. We need the experience. We got to take all these things, the nutrition. And the amazing thing is when you do those things, a little bit of all of those things, it's sustainable. It doesn't change your day to day enormously, like going on a crash diet or just trying to exercise seven days a week for ridiculously long periods of time. You do some exercise, you change your eating habits a little bit, you get that motivation side down, you take all of these components 
that are so crucial that connect in unique ways. And that's where success comes from. And I've said it many times before. When they used to have fitness magazines, they're almost gone completely. But the most important page for me in fitness magazines wasn't the workouts. It was the success story to get you motivated, to get you excited. And oftentimes may take three, four, 10, 15 different people, but, but one of them just you connect to, resonates with you in a unique way. And Sean Swarner, my guest, is one of those people. To talk about overcoming obstacles, you have to be kidding me. And I'm fortunate to call him a friend. We met years ago. I interviewed him on a show I had years ago. We also raced together up the Empire State Building for cancer. And then we actually appeared on TV together. And his story is so compelling. I said to the interviewer, like, my story next to his, <laughs> uh, it's, his is amazing. It's amazing. And what he has been through and what he can show you and will show you about obstacles and limits and just living life. All these shows are important. But when you get inspired, when you get motivated, when you hear people who have achieved incredible things, ordinary people doing extraordinary things, there's no extraordinary people. There's, there's ordinary people who figure out their motivation, and that they can do it. The motto of my company, believe in yourself. That is Sean Swarner. Let me give you his bio. Just bring him up. All right. Sean Swarner is a philanthropist, author, and keynote speaker. He is a two-time terminal cancer survivor who has dedicated his life to helping others reach their full potential. Sean created Cancer Climber with his brother in 2001, a nonprofit organization that pays for and travels with cancer survivors to climb Kilimanjaro. I'm going to do that with him. I told him that, uh, and he's going to hold me to it. Uh, Sean's passion for climbing and adventure blossomed after becoming the first cancer survivor to summit Mount Everest. He is also the only person to complete the World Ironman Championship and the Explorer's Grand Slam, which entails climbing the summits across all seven continents and reaching both North and South Poles. Yes, he's an underachiever. Uh, from executives of Fortune 500 companies, such as Unilever and IBM, to students and the New York Giants, his leadership workshops, documentary True North, The Sean Swarner Story, Inspirational keynotes and book series Seven Summits to Success have inspired and won the hearts of millions to redefine their own impossible. His story has been shared on The Steve Harvey Show, CBS Evening News, The Today Show, and Good Morning America. And yes, now you're going to hear his story and be inspired by him today right here on Fitness Disrupted. Enough talking. Quick break. When we come back, two-time cancer survivor. Sean Swarner.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back. As I said in the intro, you know, fitness disrupted. Yeah, we talk about exercise, we talk about nutrition, but we also talk about probably the most important component of all of this, and that's motivation. And as I said in the intro, I met Sean years ago. We ran up the Empire State Building together, and then we were on TV together, and it was one of several times when someone tells their story, I'm like, yeah, my story doesn't even come close. Like, I just wanted to walk off set, Sean. <laughs> I think I said it that day. I'm like, and he went first. So it was like following, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, he had cancer twice. He's going to tell you his story. And you're going to see that it's like, okay, you win. <laughs> so you're an overachiever, Sean, in so many ways. And thank you for taking the time, by the way. And just, we got to start at the beginning, right? I know you've told the story many times and I hate to make a guest retell it, but we have to, right? So just start. You were a healthy kid up until, and you were a swimmer. By the way, we got to talk about that. We didn't talk about that in the past. Uh, that shows you have issues, by the way, <laughs> if you're a competitive <laughs> swimmer. But but tell the story. You're a healthy kid, and then at 13, something happened. I'm, I'm so excited to be on your show after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now you know where we're going. Right? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, no, my, my story is, it, it starts off just like most people, you know, most people who are born in, in the Midwest. I was just born in Ohio. And uh, as I was growing up, I was your typical kid. You know, I was getting into trouble just like everybody else. Uh, my backyard was a 
cornfield or a bean field, depending on the season. And uh, I was running cross country, track, swimming, uh, I even pole vaulted for crying out loud. You know, and, and I did everything I possibly could to, to avoid trouble. And uh, we even TP'd the, uh, the coach's yard. I mean, that was, that was back before toilet paper was hard to find. <laughs> it was hanging from the, it was, it was grown on the trees back. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I, uh, it, was, it was in the eighth grade when my life completely veered off path. When I was, uh, you know, 13 years old, playing basketball, came down, snapped my knees, suffered a knee injury. And that knee injury would essentially would change my life forever. And if, if you can imagine, like, uh, uh, you know, you're at Thanksgiving dinner and you have the turkey leg and you're, you're pulling off the, uh, the, the gristle, you're pulling off the tendons and everything. That's kind of what my knee sounded like when it just snapped. Ooh. And that swelled up every joint in my body. And the doctors told my parents, hey, uh, your firstborn son is he's we're diagnosing him with advanced stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma and he only has three months to live. Mm. So here I am, you know, on, on the cusp of my teen years, on the cusp of life essentially. And now all of a sudden I have an expiration date. You know, as an eighth grader, most of my friends were out uh, essentially chasing girls, collecting baseball cards, having a great time with their lives. And, you know, at, at that time in your, your life, your hormones are kicking in, you're growing hair in unusual places on your body. <laughs> you know, I'm losing my hair because of the chemotherapy. And I remember one morning I went into the shower and that's when my, all my hair came out at, at once. And you know how normally uh, you, you stand in there and the water hits your hair and it kind of seeps in, then hits your scalp and you start washing your head. I remember every time I brought my hands down, they were covered in hair. So I was 60 pounds overweight. I collapsed to my hands and knees. I was just weeping, pulling chunks of hair out of the drain, thinking about my life. You know, and and at, at 13, I had a completely different perspective than most people. You know, like I said, my, my neighbor, let's say, two, across the street, two houses down, Jerry, you know, he was, uh, he was worried about, uh, probably, it was probably the Reebok pump at that point, you know, the nicest <laughs> right. shoes. And he was, right. he, was, he was probably counting like, you know, 26, 27, 28. There we go. We're perfect. Ready to go to school. And I was looking at, at my own mortality. And you know what, Sean, let me just stop you there real quick, because you I'd heard this story before, obviously, when we, we spoke, but you have this documentary out now, True North. So for the first time, I was able to put pictures to what you just described. So to see you at that age and that first picture in the trailer, especially, is just it's mind blowing. I mean, it just breaks your heart to have that visual and to see, you know, everything you just described, you know, you caught, you captured those moments and those are in the documentary. And that would be enough, Sean, <laughs> for, for most people. Yeah. The, the, and we laugh because, and it's because we're sick endurance athletes and it makes it easier, but it didn't end there and take it up from, you know, from that. Yeah. I, I guess, as you said earlier, I'm, I'm an overachiever, right? So I had to go get, get a second cancer. Uh, you know, one, one wasn't enough. So I had to go get another one. I, uh, I went through uh, the first one, yeah, about a year or so of the medicine, chemotherapy, everything, losing my hair, losing my friends, losing everything. My life was over. And then I was placed in remission. I was in remission for just about a year. And then I was going in for a checkup for the first cancer when they found in one day, they found a tumor on an x-ray. They did a needle biopsy. They took out a lymph node. They put in a Hickman catheter, which is like a permanent IV. They cracked open my ribs, removed the tumor, put in a drainage tube, and started chemotherapy in less than one day. So this time around, it was, it was much, much worse. And I've actually done some, some math. And I found that the chances of me surviving both Hodgkin's and Askin's sarcoma, which was the second cancer, is equivalent to winning the lottery four times in a row with the same numbers. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't wrap your head around it. You can't. That's insane. 
And so now here you are again. You're in the same place, but for a second time. And where do you go from there? Well, from here, I was I was actually put in a medically induced coma for nearly a year. They, they told my parents this time around, I had an expiration date of 14 days. You know, so the first one, they gave me three months to live. The second time, they gave me seven, 14 days to live, two weeks. So wow. they put me in a medically induced coma because no one's ever had these two cancers before. They didn't know what to expect. Right. So I essentially became a, uh, you know, a, a walking uh, toxic dump of chemotherapy right. because they didn't know how to treat it. Right. So I was, I was three months of, of intense chemo, one month of intense radiation, and then 10 more months of intense chemotherapy. And every time I was in the, in the hospital for a treatment, the doctors, because the treatments were so harsh, they gave me something to knock me out. So essentially, I was in a, a medically induced coma for a year. I don't remember being 16 years old. Oh, you know, most time or, you know, when most guys, you're getting your license. And as you said, you're starting, you know, dating and all that kind of stuff. And here you are for the past, you know, three, four years, just completely hammered twice. And, you know, wh- wh- how does that turn around? What was what was the turning point, you know, when you came out and and just speak to that? Well, in, in all honesty, I think the turning point was back in the first cancer when I was when I was on the shower floor, like I mentioned. And I, I literally thought to myself, as a 13-year-old, that I had two choices. I could either fight for my life or give up and die. Right. And then I was also thinking in that same moment that I didn't want to focus on not dying. I wanted to focus on living. So even at such a young age, I developed a different perspective. And even now, I, I never focus on the avoidance of what I don't want. I focus on what I want. Right. You know, because your, your brain is still going to be drawn towards what, what you're thinking about, what you're imagining, what you're visualizing. And I, I told myself I didn't want to focus on not dying. I wanted to focus on living. In fact, I wanted to focus on living and kicking butt. You know, a, a year after I was placed in my treatment or remission for the first, the second cancer, I actually won my high school's league track meet in the 800 meter run. You know, oh, and and barring the fact I forgot to mention this, I only have one lung. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what we leave out right after? You... <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that part. You know, half my lung capacity. Yeah, I, I just it's so amazing. What you know, but at 13 years old, Sean, like where did you think was it your dad? Was it your mom? I and mean, where did you find that strength? Where did you find that clarity and just kind of maturity to to just have that mindset? You know, I, I think it came from my parents. I, I have been an athlete forever. You know, when I was five years old, they actually uh, enrolled me in some swimming lessons and everything. And I was a competitive swimmer since I was five. And one of the things that they hammered hammered into my brain was I never had to be the best. I just had to be my best. So essentially, throughout the years, you know, there's this idea that called the compound effect, where those little tiny changes add up to a huge difference. And I, I call them micro changes. So what I did was I just focused on being my best. And, and instead of improving myself just exponentially, I improved myself just a tiny bit, better than I was yesterday, better than I was the day before, better than I was the day before. So over time and over the years, I've just gone up and up and up and up and up. I love it. <laughs> you know, and this is why we're so that I talk about this all the time, Sean, as well. You did not have cancer twice. So again, you win. <laughs> but, you know, it's I, I call it excessive moderation. Right. And and where I will correct you, if I may, and be so bold is like when we say the word just when you say just do a little bit more. I, you know, now when people say to me, Sean, like, oh, I only did, you know, I only walked a mile today. Or I, I just, you know, did 10 minutes of of strength training. I go, no, it's not only you're just it's that you did, right? I did. Stop saying just, stop saying only. And you are living, breathing proof of that through two cancers. And we've even gotten to Everest in the polls. I mean, I did it in your intro. But, you know, that I love 
when you talk about the mental side and, and all the quotes, by the way, you've already you're 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 killing me because you're taking all my talking points. <laughs> but that's what it's about. Right. I mean, you know, I bore people to death by saying, Sean, when I went back to get my master's, I knew it had to be exercise science, but I knew it had to be sports psychology and counseling. Right. I knew the mind was so important. And one quote I'm going to have to grab because you're going to say it before I get there. You talked about visualization. You talk about how for, for Everest, you pictured yourself at the top of the mountain for a year straight. Right. And talk Absolutely. about that like that. What the we, we I always say, Sean, the secrets to life are on Instagram. <laughs> it's all the quotes. They're there. <laughs> but people just don't believe them. Right. They don't believe them. So talk about that. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. And initially I was told that climbing Everest with one lung was, was physiologically impossible. I was also told that battling those two cancers was impossible. But I used certain tools from my cancer to help me succeed in sports. So even when I was a little kid, have you ever um, read the books, uh, the, the comic books, Calvin and Hobbes? Sure. Love them. Okay. Absolutely. So there's his, his little alter ego is Spaceman Smith. Yes. I did something similar in my body where I was laying in the hospital bed, getting my chemotherapy treatments. I would picture myself in the IV bag in a microscopic spaceship. And keep in mind, I, I can see your face right now. You're like, where, where the hell is he going? No. With this? Well, no, listen, <laughs> I have much weirder things. Go on. We're, we're aligned here. Yeah. So I, I was in a microscopic spaceship dripping out of my IV bag. And I can remember going through the IV tube. And I visualized my body laying in the hospital bed to my left, the door to the hospital that went out into the hallway to my left, the television, the uh, little the, the recliner chair in the right corner where my mom or my dad was sitting, and then the window outside. And then all of a sudden, I was pushed into my body. Everything got dark, but all of us little microscopic spaceships collected in the heart. And I visualized myself being in the heart, and I could see my, my valves literally beating. And all of a sudden, it was my turn to go out into the body. So I got launched out of the heart, and I would follow these blips on my dashboard that would direct me if I came to a fork in my vein. You know, I would go to the right, go to the left, whatever, and I would sneak up on the tumor that I was actually designed to destroy. So I would unload the missiles, rockets, lasers, whatever. They were, they were full of chemotherapy drugs and radiation. And in my mind, I visualized myself defeating the cancer from the inside. So I used that going up Everest every single night. I didn't have any formal training. I taught myself everything. You know, initially I was living in Jacksonville, Florida, where, uh, believe it or not, the highest point in Florida, I think, is the, the top of the Four Seasons Hotel in Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are no hills. <laughs> you can't even marathon exactly. train That's, in uh, Florida, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> right. So I moved to Colorado, where I still am. And every night for about nine or 10 months, I would lay in my bed before I went to, before I went to sleep. And I would literally visualize myself on top. And, and it's not, and this is the component people are missing. It's, it's not the third person type dreaming visualization. It's the first person where I'm seeing it from my perspective. But what people don't do is they don't add in. Like what I did was I, I smelled the ozone. I, I heard the styrofoam crunching of the snow beneath my feet. I felt the sun's radiation. So I was, I was trying to use all senses. Yes. And then the number one component people miss, which helps you tap into that subconscious, is the emotional attachment to the end result. How did I feel on the summit? You know, sometimes when I was visualizing, I would have tears coming down my face because I was so happy. You know, doing, being the first cancer survivor to, to climb Everest, I had an emotional attachment to the end result. That's what made it real to my brain because your brain doesn't really know the difference between vivid visualization and reality. 
Oh my gosh. Like I'm getting all choked up because yeah, I, and, and I'm so connected to that too. And, and, uh, for one of my stories, Sean, real quick, and I told it before is, you know, like you, I wanted to do the Hawaii Ironman, right? That was a goal for a long time. And I put screensaver on my computer for 10 years was the swim start was a picture of the swim start. And I'm going to get choked up telling it. Then, you know, 10 years later, I'm standing in that exact spot as you said, and I'm looking at that, and I took a picture, and it had changed a little, right? The, the trees had changed a little bit. There was a new, you know, and it was like exactly what you just said. I had seen it every morning, and I knew that I would get there, and when I got there, and as you said, and I felt that feeling, like what was that feeling going to be? And it was just, it's so rewarding, and it was ridiculous because I couldn't swim a lap, and I couldn't do anything like that. Uh, and and to your point, like, you know, when you picture it the way you're saying, and I love that you talk first person, third person, and I did a whole show, Sean, on how you have to use all your senses, right? The smell, like when I visualize, you know, I taste the sweat, you know, the same, you hear the sound of your feet, all that kind of stuff. It is so powerful. And talk more about that. I mean, I'm sure you've experienced that as you went up the mountain as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like there was not one iota of a doubt that you weren't going to do it. No, and I think that's the key. Let me let me put it this way. Let's say there are there are two people who are trying to quit smoking. One of them said, and they, and they both get offered a cigarette. One of them says, "No thanks, I'm trying to quit." The other one says, "No thanks, I'm not a smoker." Right. You know, you become that success. So that success doesn't necessarily define you, but that's who you become. And you, you believe it at your core. So if you want to do something, you tell yourself you are that. You are a representation of your repetition to help you get there. Right, right. And, you know, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but at the end of every show, Sean, I say there are three things we can control. How much you move, what you put into your mouth, and your attitude. Your attitude. And no one is better at that than you, right? And you say, one of your quotes, I'm going to grab it now before you do, you know, cancer can take your body, but it can't take your mind, right? I mean, that is everything. And as long as you're in control of your mind, which no one has power over except you, you know, it, it, the, sky, it, the potential is limitless. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and so many people don't understand that. You know, I, I tested the whole visualization thing once. Um, you know, as, as you know, I take a group up Kilimanjaro every year as a fundraiser uh, for a cancer charity, and we actually pay for a survivor's trip. Anybody can go. But then the survivor has to fundraise to pay it forward to next year's survivor. So I actually tested that whole visualization thing. Uh, without training, I ran the New York City Marathon and climbed Kilimanjaro. Just only visualized. And, and, and granted, yes, my legs seized up like mile mark six, but I finished. <laughs> yeah. I have a sports psychology professor who he would say, he's like, you got to train a little bit. He's like, the mind can only do so much, but it could go absolutely. Like if your goal is just to finish, right? I mean, the mind can take you a darn far uh, distance. Let me give you one other quick one then, Sean. We'll just trade off these visualization stories. Another one of my goals was to be on the Today Show. And you and I were on, what was it, like Channel 11, I think, way back when, which was, uh, you know, so, amazing. Yeah. yeah. And you've been on all the shows with your story, but Today's Show was a goal, and I always pictured, and I visualized myself and Matt Lauer. <laughs> Not a great story today, but back then it was better, right? But I pictured, you know, and I saw everything. I saw myself sitting down, the conversation, everything. So finally get the call. And... I get into the green room and they say, we're switching. You're with Savannah Guthrie. And so I text my wife. I go, who cares, right? Savannah Guthrie. And my wife, being the nice woman she is and a TV person, she says, well, uh, sit down quickly because she's really tall. I'm like, thanks. Thanks for, you know, <laughs> thanks for calling me short. But long story short, so I'm like, okay, whatever. I go out on set. Matt Lauer walks out. So exactly what I envisioned. 
happened. And even though I was told it wouldn't, and I just, who cared? Not that it made a difference, but the power of the mind, when you see that, it's just incredible. And, and you obviously have to work for it, right? And you got to, you have to believe in yourself. You have to do, as you said, it's not a matter of if it's going to happen, but when. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's crazy. I know it's, it's kind of alluding to the, uh, the law of attraction. I think a lot of people have a misconception of the law of attraction. It's not like the book, The Secret, where you're going to sit in the corner and say, <laughs> right. I, I want to win a million dollars. I want to give me the, the six magical numbers. You know, that's, that's BS. It's not going to happen. But what happens with the law of attraction is once you focus your mind on something, then your mind starts to pick up on those little details and filters out the stuff that doesn't matter. So I think that's what people don't understand. When you, when you focus on something, your mind will start looking for opportunities to help you become successful and filter out all the other noise. That's the law of attraction that people don't understand. Right. And surround yourself. And that's why I feel so fortunate, Sean, to have this show and have people on and, and to be friends with people like you, because, you know, this is just so empowering. You talk to someone like you and, you know, the other stories and there's so much negativity, I would say. Social media, I'm like, just people turn it off. Like Twitter is, you know, if you have something, if you don't have anything nice to say, go on Twitter, <laughs> I think is what that is for. So surround yourself with people and the stories that, you know, have uh, what you want to accomplish, right? And I'm sure you have, who was one of your mentors, by the way, over the years? Question I want to ask you. Let's see. Well, uh, kind of tongue in cheek when I was fighting through two cancers, I collected Superman comic books, but I can't say he was a person I really looked up to because sure. he was a you know, fabricated individual. But I would say it had to have been my parents. But then also there was a guy up in Canada. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name was Terry Fox. Sure. He was a- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, okay, so he's, he's like a legend up there. Um, unfortunately, he passed away, but he had uh, cancer of the leg, essentially. It was a sarcoma. And his goal is to run across Canada and get $1 from every Canadian to help support cancer research. And he made it to, I want to say, Thunder Bay. And he was doing it. He was literally running a marathon a day with a, um, a fake leg, a prosthetic leg. And I remember watching him and imitating his run around my house when I was 11, 12 years old. Then the next year, I got diagnosed with cancer. So I actually looked up to him as kind of like, I wouldn't say a mentor, but as, as like this, this spirit, almost maybe like a spiritual guide to help me through. No, and that's what I mean by that. That's exactly it. And that's, it's so powerful. And, and by the way, that was back when like prosthetic legs were nothing like they are today, right? I mean, that, that was exactly. painful. Not that it isn't even today, but amazing. And, and, you know, how ridiculous at the time for him to do that and to think he could. Right. And it shows how powerful that message is to someone like you and so many other people. And it's what you're doing, climbing Kilimanjaro. Um, and talk about just how rewarding that must be getting to the top with these people and just those moments. Like, that's what life's about, Sean. I always talk about I don't care about stuff. I want those moments. I want that moment at the time. That's why I'm coming with you next year. I can't believe I put that out there, but I'm coming. It's not a question. Yeah. <laughs> but I, like, I, I got a screenshot of you saying that. You're, I, know. You're you're, I know, I know. Yeah. I, 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 you're not a question. But those moments you must have had, not only yourself, but now bringing that to other people. Talk about how rewarding that is. You know, it's, it's almost to the point now, well, actually, it is to the point now where, let's say for Christmas, you know, you, you get to an age where you, you don't really, you enjoy getting gifts, but it means more to give gifts. Totally. You know, to, to see the look on, on somebody's face, to see the look on, on your child's face. You know, it means more to give than to receive. So the same thing here, you know, I've, I've been up Kilimanjaro, I think, I think this year will be my 18th or 19th wow. trip up And every year, it never fails. We get to the top, and because we leave in the middle of the night, you know, when you get there, you're emotionally exhausted, you're physically exhausted, you're, you're mentally just spent. 
everybody is emotional. You know, the, the tears are coming down. We're hugging each other. We're all crying, you know, saying congratulations. And it never fails. Somebody comes up to me, looks me right in the eye and says, thank you for getting me here. I immediately look at them and they say, I didn't do anything to get you here. And then all of a sudden you can see that light bulb go off above their head. They're like, oh yeah. Now in an instant, they're empowered. Like I can do that. I did, I did that myself. Right. So more than anything, it's about the camaraderie. It's about getting people to the top and empowering them to believe in themselves. Right, right. The power of that. And you alluded to it at the beginning. You know, the sports psychology term for those small steps you talked about is self-efficacy. And that's what I talk about all the time, how self-efficacy, situational confidence is everything. And that's why, you know, I don't want people going on crash diets, not because they don't work short term, but because there's an end date and then you feel bad about yourself. So when you take those small steps, they build on themselves. I never thought, you know... What you and I have achieved over time is the result of those small steps and the, the, the constant belief. You know, we didn't come out of the womb saying, oh, we're going to run marathons and, and you're going to climb Everest. But, you know, when, when you have those small successes, that confidence builds, right? And, and it, again, it sounds so simplistic, but it's so powerful. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, you, you, everyone knows, you know, you are what you eat, but I essentially say you are what you consume. You know, it can be through media, it can be through food, whatever it might be. But if, if you want to change who you are, change what you do. You know, when you wake up in the morning, you probably have a set pattern. And if you wake up and you hit snooze, you know, four or five times, you're subconsciously telling yourself, you know what, I'm not too excited about my day. There's nothing for me to be anxious about. I'm, I'm not excited to, to start anything. When my alarm goes off, bam, within three seconds, the, uh, I, I turn it off and I'm out of bed. You know, because I am getting out of bed and I'm thinking, all right, man, let's do it. Right. <laughs> you know, but most people, they hit the snooze and like, eh, you know, my day can wait. Over and over and over again, you're telling yourself, eh, I can wait. Eh, I can wait. Eh, I can wait. And what happens is throughout your day, you probably notice that you're getting a little bit slower. You're not excited. Your emotions start falling away. But if you instantly start your day by jumping out of bed over and over and over again, you become that repetition. You become what you do. So if you want to change something, change what you do and make it a habit. Like you said, it's, it's, it's not that diet. It's not like, um, oh, hey, I want to lose 15 pounds for the wedding and then put it all back on again. Right. No, it becomes who you are. Right. It's a lifestyle. It's not a, it's not a moment in time. Exactly. It's no end date. Again, we hear it. And what you said too, and I love this and actually so interesting. So I, I spoke with Baz Rutten, you know, MMA guy, crazy. Uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. <laughs> I don't know if you know, you know, I knew of him and then to interview him, like he's the only guy who has liver shots <laughs> as part of his email address. And I'll leave it at that. You know, I mean, just such an amazing guy, but you, he hit on something. Dean Carnazzi's hit on it. You hit on it. And I think this is so important, especially in today's world, Sean, stop comparing yourselves to others. And, you know, I would say that was powerful years ago, but now with social media and FOMO and all this kind of stuff, just speak about how powerful that is to stop that you're only competing with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll even take it one further that uh, it, it boggles my mind how so many people are more concerned about what others think of themselves than what they think of themselves. You know, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, why would I be more concerned? No offense. Why would I be more concerned about what you think I should eat as, or what I should do about with my life than what I should do about my own life? You know, people, people aren't taking responsibility and they're not understanding that 
all their actions in the past X number of years they've been alive has, has brought them to where they are today. You know, and, and you're not living anybody else's life. You're living your own life. Like I said earlier, I never had to be the best. I just had to be my best. Because the instant you start comparing yourself to somebody else, you're no longer following your personal core values. You're going after what that person wants. You're, and then you essentially lose yourself in the process. Why would you want to be a clone of somebody else? We're all unique individuals with a dim- different chemistry makeup, different uh, chromosomes. Why wouldn't you want to be someone unique and be, be yourself? I, I, I'm sure you had this experience probably sometime, you know, when I did my first Ironman, there was no internet, like, and it was in New Zealand. And that was one of the reasons I went. I was 30 years old and no one knew and I couldn't swim and, and no one was going to know how the wheels fell off, right? But now today, and, and, you know, there's the internet and people can follow you in real time, right? And they don't see if you get a flat tire or whatever happens. And I remember, Sean, years ago, like wheels falling off and you spend the entire race from that point forward, potentially writing that email. Right. Writing that's that that race report. Oh, here's what happened. And the moment I said, I don't care. And people say, Tom, write a race report. And I go, I don't really do them because I don't I don't I don't you know, I don't want to make those. Ex- yeah, things go wrong. And that's life. And there are obstacles and we're all in it together. And, you know, it's all the same weather. And, you know, it's not a matter of if something's going to go wrong. But what? But it was the most freeing time for me, Sean, when now I truly don't care. <laughs> like I, I just it's for me. You know, I did Dean Carnazzi's ridiculous uh, Bear Mountain 50K last minute, like the night before, to your point. Hadn't trained or anything, hadn't run in a long time. And I literally went on the site, Sean, and it said full. And you know, you and I go, it's, it's probably not full. So I, I say, let me see if it'll, it'll take my registration. It took it. Then the next morning, I'm like, I'm getting up going, like, what if I get there? And they say, you know, you're not registered. Well, I was. And I did the most ridiculously hard 50K run I've done ever. And it was awesome. And it was so slow. But it was my day, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how healthy I was. And that's one thing, Sean, is like whenever I say to people, like, I've never had cancer, you know? And I know that when I'm feeling bad about myself, about how I feel during a race or something, I go, I'm healthy. You know, I'm healthy enough to do this. And that's one thing I want to talk to you about. Here's a weird question. Kind of back what we talked about at the very start. Do you, I, I know that when I coached this cancer charity, I would get angry personally with first world problems. It was really hard for me to go, like, would people, oh, you know, just first world problems. I go, you, you don't, I've never had cancer, but I've been around enough people now. Do you ever get to that point where you're like, it's got to be frustrating. I mean, I'm sure you're above it, but did that happen at the start at the very least? You're like, listen, I've had cancer twice. <laughs> you know, uh, your problems aren't really that big. I know everyone's problems are problems, but there has to be perspective. You, you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing is whenever I talk to somebody, you know, like say I'm flying somewhere for a keynote talk. It, it, it always comes up unless they have the headphones on the hat down or whatever and they're asleep i'm not gonna poke them and say hey wait let's talk um you know the question always comes up what do you do and i'm like oh man that's just gonna let the cat out of the bag you know this 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 but so many people you, you're i forget what the question was it's there's, hard there's, there's, there's you, you get chemo, frustrated there's, when, there's, no there's that chemo brain yeah no but like you know when listen live in an affluent area food is plentiful people are starving themselves mm-hmm. on purpose And, you know, I'm like, don't you, I get it. Everyone's problems are problems. We're all fighting our fight. But at some point, people have to get perspective and go, it's pretty good. I'm pretty healthy. I actually can go out and run. My pain is not that I, I don't have, I have two lungs. I can actually go do much more. I don't have to climb Everest, but I kind of have to take care of what I have. Well, let me ask you the question then. Do you think those people uh, kind of live by the ideology of misery loves company? Like they're looking for something to, to complain about? Yes. 
Yes, such a great point. Way to turn that around on me. <laughs> yes, and that's why I said like, and that's why that's why I said we we want to be around each other. As soon as I met you for the first time, I go, this is a guy I want to be friends with and be connected to because this is a positive thing. He's going to make me better. He's going to make me better. You know, I get a lot of criticisms about this show, whatever, occasionally, and I go, you don't have to like me, but like, I'm just, I want to make you better. I want to give you the information. And in fitness, Sean, people lie about what they eat. They, and I get it. And they lie about how much they exercise. And, and it's, it's a tough business. And, you know, the number of clients when I was a trainer that end horribly just because of that issue, it's a tough thing. So, yes. And, I, and that's why we should surround ourselves with people who have achieved and are positive people. Right. I mean, it makes life so much easier, I would argue. But you're right. Misery loves company. Yeah, absolutely. And, and those people who are lying to themselves, lying to you, they're, they're lying to themselves. You know, they're, they're not they're not fully committed. They're they're not owning who they are. They're not owning the responsibility. They're not taking responsibility for their own lives. They're reaching out and they're actually trying to blame someone else for their situation, I think. Right. And I, I can't tell you how many times you're right. Going back to, you know, people say, oh, well, I've never had cancer. I can't, I can't imagine what that was like. Oh, but, you know, my, my struggle compare, like pales in comparison to what you've been through. But for each person, it is real. Right. So that is their, their, their cancer. That is their Everest that they have to climb. However, the people who are making excuses, they're going to continue doing that over and over and over again. You know, it's, it's like the adage, you're, you're working people out. You, you can lead a, a, a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. You know, you can show them how to do it, but you can't make them put in the effort and the work. And that's, you know, I start, I have a new book out, Sean, and at the very beginning in the intro, I say, listen, if you don't believe that you can change, and I'm going to give you the science, I'm going to give you all the, the studies and stuff like that. But if you don't believe you have the capacity to not only change, but far exceed your goals, stop reading the book right now which isn't a great way to start a book. <laughs> but I had to say, like, that's what it's all about. And, like, I'm going to give you the science. But, like, that's one thing. Let's kind of wrap it up with this kind of stuff, Sean, that starts to – not starts, that has driven me nuts and why I do this show is the stories and the people who say you can't change. It's your genetics. They give those excuses, right? And that, to me, is beyond irresponsible. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's just become uh, their, their pattern. You know, it's, it's their MO. We, human beings are a representation of repetition. You know, we are habits. We're habitual creatures. So you, you essentially are what you do every day. You know, when, when I, I alluded to it earlier, you know, when, when you wake up, what do meteorologists do when they wake up in the morning? What do moms and dads do when they wake up in the morning? What do Olympic athletes do in the morning? You know, they all have a set pattern to help them become who they are. And I think people just need, if they want to change their lives, start with something small. Just do one thing, one tiny thing. And that one tiny thing could potentially compound into something tremendous. And, you know, let's bring this around to food because you, you spoke about in one interview, uh, your diet. And I've always said, you know, when people get sick, and I talked to my doctor about this, uh, they tend to keep it simple and eat healthy foods and whole foods. And, you know, so all the diets kind of go out the window when you get that sickness. So my kind of philosophy is why don't people try to eat that way before, you know, they have the issue to hopefully get the health benefits and protective elements that come with that. But your diet, you talked about like your, your breakfast, you know, oatmeal and chia and just the healthy stuff, right? It's not complicated and it fuels your body and you're not doing anything weird. You're just doing healthy stuff, right? Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to feed my body crap all the time. Granted, yes, I, I have been on the couch, uh, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, watching movie after movie after movie, devouring a bag of potato chips, thinking, hey, I'll start my workout tomorrow. 
You know, I'm sure we've all been there at one point. Yeah. They wake up, you get potato chip crumbs all over your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's everything in moderation for me, I think. But the majority, 99.9% of the time, yes, I am healthy. So I am doing something every day to keep my body in shape, to keep my mind in shape. It, you know, everybody slips. We're human. You know, even, I don't want to say even vegan people will eat a steak. They probably won't. But if I was a <laughs> yes, vegan, they're called I flexitarian, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I love that term. Flexitarian. Right. What? <laughs> <laughs> but you, 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 you are what you, you, you do for the majority of the time. You know, every once in a while, it's okay to slip. Just go back to your, your, your MO. Just go back to what you normally do. And let's, let's, yeah, because in the world of social media, Sean, and, and I, like I have to compete with the fitness people in that perfect picture, the totally contrived and the, you know, Photoshop. And I would say, as you said, don't do what someone says they do, do what they do, right? So these people on Instagram, these fitness influencers, it's like, oh, here's what I say I do. And then, you know, it's not how they live their lives, but it, the answers are simple, right? And what I would say to Sean is, listen, you know, I have two boys and we have ice cream in the house. Of course, it's work hard, play hard. But the healthier we get, I think that's what people don't realize enough, Sean, is that you crave the healthy foods more. You eat less of the unhealthy foods. You still have it, but you don't feel as good <laughs> after the two bags of potato chips, right? So the body kind of finds its center and you learn what moderation is. And it's not difficult if you stick with it long enough. Absolutely. And, and you know, here's, here's a good example of how the compound effect works too and, and how people don't realize what they do every single day adds up. Let's say you, you keep your nutrition the same, you keep your exercise the same, you keep your sleep patterns the same, absolutely everything is the same across the board for three years, except you drink one, well, I don't want to give it a brand name, one soda right. pop, one Coke, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, roughly 150 calories. You add that up over three years, that's a hundred, we'll just say it's about 170,000 calories. Now, keeping in mind what one pound is roughly 3,500 calories. You got it. Yeah. If you keep everything the same, you just gained almost 50 pounds by doing nothing. Right. Now, you do the same thing, the opposite direction. You remove something. I'm glad you that's went there. The <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> and, and that's it. You know, so we started by talking about small changes. And I said, you know, you can't say only or just, but that's it, Sean. And that's why I said, you know, when you change everything a little bit, the excessive moderation part, you know, you change your diet a little bit. You do that one thing that you talked about. You change that habit. You know, you exercise, you move a little bit more. That's what you and I do. You know, Dean Carnazzi said to me, he's like, you're probably standing as you're doing the show, aren't you? I am. And you look like <laughs> you are too, <laughs> right? I mean, that is not, listen, everybody, this is not set up. So, you know, total aside, but, you know, you don't get in shape by going to the gym. That helps, but it's what you do when you leave the gym, right? How you eat, how you stand, how you move all day long. And guess what? Sean and I are standing because I'm sure Sean will say exactly what I would. It doesn't feel as good to sit. It doesn't feel as good the healthier you get, right? It hurts, no. And the same thing, it like, no. it hurts, does it? Sean, like yeah. I've said, like, the 14-hour flying in coach to New Zealand <laughs> is way more painful than the race itself, <laughs> you know? And I'm too cheap to go up front. So, yeah, no, and that's the thing, right, is you and I choose to not sit because it feels good, and everyone can feel that way. There's that perfect word. We choose to do that. Yeah. In every situation, we have a choice in, in how we want to eat, what we want to eat, what we want to do, how we want to say things, how we want to feel. That word choice is huge that most people don't own. 
you know what? That's usually how I end the show. So <laughs> I'm just going to let you have, you just reward <laughs> exactly. And that's, and, and, and let's end with that, that there's hope. Like you're all about hope. And I love that scene in Shawshank Redemption. And it's what we've been talking about, right? You couldn't take away his hope, right? And the brain is the most powerful thing as we're talking about with the, the visualization. And, you know, you are literally, I know people abuse that phrase, but you're literally living proof that the, the mind, what you believe just, just has incredible healing powers and that you can achieve so much. What is next? I know you're leaving in literally like three days, right? To, for Kilimanjaro, I think. Yeah, exactly. I'm leaving in uh, three days for Kili, taking a group up seven days on the mountain, taking them on a four day safari, dropping them off to the airport, picking up another group, and then a day later heading back up the mountain. Oh, and the whole interim while I'm gone, I have a group helping me with what's called the Summit Challenge, which is a series of uh, essentially a comprehensive series of challenges that help people with intentional and personalized micro changes that they can utilize in their lives to help them understand what their core and intrinsic motivators are. So it's a seven week or it's a seven challenge and three week per challenge. So a total of about 21 weeks where people just build slowly. The first thing is they, they actually rewire the brain through neuroplasticity and understanding what their personal core motivators are. And then they kind of build on that to the next challenge and then the next challenge and then the next challenge. I love it. The title of my new book, Sean, is The Micro Workout Plan, because <laughs> it's all about building on those small things, right? We are so aligned. And tell everybody where they can you know, follow you as you do that and social media stuff. How are they going to connect to you? Yeah, that's, that's the easiest question that you've asked so there you far. Go. It's, uh, it's just Sean Swarner. Sean like Sean Connery, like the proper way. S-E-A-N, Swarner. Yeah, exactly. Warner Brothers with an S on the front. SeanSwarner.com. Yeah, and it'll be right there uh, in the notes for the show. Uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, this time next year, I'm going up that mountain with you. And by the way, I haven't told you that I'm really, really bad at altitude. So I've had <laughs> one experience and it went horrifically wrong. So I'm going to be the one that you're going to have to carry to the top. All right, I'll start training now. <laughs> yeah, you should. You need a 184-pound pack on your back. You just get used to that right now. I'll try to lose a couple pounds by then. Thank right. you so much. Have <laughs> such an amazing time. And uh, are, do you actually post, like, real-time, you know, stuff from there, or do you wait till you get back? We're going to try to post real-time while we're there. You know, okay. obviously, there's. Uh, I live in Colorado. There's a nine-hour time difference, so seven hours from the East Coast. But gotcha. we're going to try to even potentially go live on Facebook or Instagram, too. Oh, cool. All right. So I will uh, share all that stuff as well. And if you want to book, Sean, like, you know, companies, uh, one of the greatest lecturers out there, motivational speakers, like that is what all these companies need, I would say, too, especially in today's climate, right, is just the power of the mind and positivity and all that great stuff that Sean brings. Sean, have an amazing trip. Thanks so much. So great to catch up again. Appreciate it, man. Very grateful for your time. All right. Speak soon. We'll be right back after this short break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. And we are back. I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm excited. (laughs) I get motivated, as I hope you do, myself with all of these amazing guests. Dean Karnazes, Baz Rutan, Sean Swarner. And and I'm going to repeat the story. So a lot of times when the show is over, the interview part is over, you know, I'll talk to the guest a little bit longer and... (laughs) You know, he just told a quick story, and I'm going to tell it for him. He, I think, was a little concerned about how it would come across, but we were just talking, and he said, yeah, you know, he had a person who was going to potentially climb up Kilimanjaro, and the person said, yeah, but they had exercise-induced asthma, and Sean wanted to say, I, I, okay, but I have one lung. And again, not to minimize people's issues, and you all have issues, but this is the problem is that you let those issues limit you. Sean has one lung. He had cancer twice. He went to the top of Everest. He climbed the seven summits, the highest summits, seven different places. I'm going to screw it up. The seven summit challenge. Climbers know what I'm talking about. And skied to the North and South Pole and did the Hawaii Ironman. One lung, cancer twice. More likely to have won the lottery four times with the same numbers. I bring you these guests to hopefully shake things up. And again, there's going to be one who just resonates, who you connect to. And that's why I bring you so many different people with, you know, so many different uh, accomplishments. But every single one of them is a human being. Every single one is an ordinary person who believed in themselves, who used the power of the mind. I can't tell you how much I enjoy having conversations with people like Sean Swarner about the power of the mind. And if you think, it doesn't work, then you're right. And you think it works, you're right. And it is very easy to surround ourselves with people who 
Misery loves company, as he said. Don't do it. Surround yourself with people who are going to make you better. Consume, as Sean said, content that is going to make you better. And do one thing. One thing, one change leads to big changes. But those big changes are just the small changes that compound over time. But it's the self-efficacy that you build, that confidence that you can do it, that hopefully someone like Sean Swarner is going to help you to believe that you can achieve so much. Do not let your mental limitations hold you back. Thank you, Sean Swarner, for taking the time. And uh, yes, he will be off to Kilimanjaro in three days. And next year at this time, I told him I would do it with him years ago. I told him I would do it with him next year officially. So I will do it. Got to put it on my calendar. Make goals, set the date, and then achieve them. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Oh, my gosh. We have so many great guests coming up. We've had so many great ones, and we will continue. And there will be a mix of shows, as I said. I'm going to give you the exercise. I'm going to give you the nutrition. And I'm going to give you the motivation. That is the only way change happens long-term and in a balanced, holistic way. All right. Could you please rate the show? If you haven't rated the show, come on. That's, that's the little thing you're going to do today. I want to see those numbers from this show. If you have not rated the show, there's your one thing you're going to do today. Rate the show. Okay, and subscribe to the show. Make it two things. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss any of these great guests and topics. And if you have any topics or guests that you would like me to talk about or interview, Tom H. Fit is my Instagram and my Twitter. And you can also go to fitnessdisrupted.com. Right there, I am updating the website. Uh, I do my own websites. If you've been, you may have noticed, but uh, it allows me to change it whenever I want. I just haven't done it in a little while, but I will. Uh, but you can email me through the site. Thank you so much for listening. Sean ended the show the way I did, the way I do, I should say, every every week, every show. I do three shows a week. See, I need more caffeine. Thank you so much for listening. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust 
into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 